Welcome to Sober Sisters Talk, a podcast on recovery with Elizabeth Pudwell and MG. We bring you our experience, strength, and hope from a variety of sources, therapy, 12-step recovery, and life lessons of long-term sobriety. To contact us, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Sober Sisters Talk. We're glad you're here. Now here's our next podcast. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Hi, everybody. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and together we are Sober Sisters Talk. (laughs) So we want to talk about stuff that sober women talk about, and probably men as well, but since we are women, and this was designed for women, and MG and I really kind of like to hang out with women groups, and um, you know, we just like this sense of empowerment you get and connection. You know, women communicate differently than men, right? Absolutely. We want to like um, analyze. I know, like, so when I first got sober, I noticed this is what I do, and it took me a little bit to to do this, but. I would tell you something, and then I would tell PA, and then I would tell Ava, and then I would tell Jennifer, and then I would, you know, and then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, I feel better. It's gone. But it takes me like five, six, seven, eight, ten people and telling that same story over and over again in order to process it. Yeah. And exhaust it was it's kind of like I have to take a problem and exhaust the shit out of it, you know, and then it's gone. It's like, what's that, what is that movie? Oh, um, Spanglish. And T. Leone and Adam Sandler, and he finds out that she's having an affair. And her way of dealing with it, she goes up to him, she was like, I just want to, like, talk, 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 talk. Let's just talk and stay up all night and talk. And he's like, huh? Did you say something? (laughs) Yeah, guys don't don't do that. They don't need it, you know, hard pass on the talk talk. Even though I did date one guy and he was very emotionally available and he did want to talk a lot. That was such a turn off for me. That was so unsexy. I was just like, dude, you've been on the phone for an hour. What's going on? No. You know, so, so anyway, today we want to talk about um, one of the things that we talk about is um, how to take your power back. So I was talking to MG before we started recording and I have a new sponsor. And while I'm dating, it's really been helpful. It's so it's just it, it's just very empowering. And um, just to have that that in itself. And um so one of the things that happened is I went out on a coffee date with this guy, really liked him and told her about it. And then I said, but I haven't heard from him since. And it's been a week. And she said, well, you could um, reach out to him and, and say, you know, I really enjoyed meeting you. And would you like to get together again? And I, I have no idea what I said to her. I probably said something like, well, that's probably a very good idea. But I was like, 
kidding me? I'm not calling a man. No. I was like, and so we spent a half an hour dissecting this whole topic. And basically what, what she presented to me was like, you know, when I used to date, and this is her talking, she would be like, when I used to date, I, you know, found myself in this place where I was waiting for the guy to call me and to make the first move. And it felt like I was giving him all of the power. And so, you know, you don't have to like go back to this place where you're, you know, pursuit, pursuit, pursuit. But what if you just, you know, get, and she loves to say this, she goes, just get curious. It's like, fuck you. I don't want to be curious. That sounds really painful. Well, what would happen? What would happen if you did call him? Did you call him? Did you do her homework? I did do it. I did do it. And it works. I said, hey, you know, I had a really nice time with you. Would you like to have coffee again this weekend? And he said, I certainly would. Bang. And he said, and, he, and we here, there, and what time? And then he texted me back about 20 minutes later. I said, thank you for reaching out. And I was, yes, I was just like floored. I was floored. But so here's the thing it's like there's there's a safe place and area to do it. You can't do it in all areas. You know, I can't like, you know, I and I think this is it's it's my totally my stuff in reverse. It's like, well, you know, I'm not dating a guy like that because he reminds me of this person and I don't ever want to date that person again. Instead of being like, that's not the same person. And I'm not the same person. I'm not the same person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I feel like I have made so many advances and so many, um, you know, I've made so much progress in my recovery. Well, you have. All of Especially us. in the past year. I think so too, Elizabeth. It's been, it's been you know, I think my when I reflect on my illness, it's like, you know, I felt so powerless and I felt so helpless. And, you know, I just listened to people like you stop thinking about being sick, stop talking about being sick. And then I started bringing in new technologies. I like, you know, kept going back to the VA, harping on it. So I've made a lot of progress in terms of um, not only reclaiming my power, but maintaining my power. And I was telling so how did you do that? Like, so you felt really powerless over the sickness, over being sick. And then, so you said you changed your thought process? Yes. And I, but I did do what we talk, 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 talk. I've talked about it with you. I've talked about it here on the podcast. I've talked about it with a lot of my friends and, you know, and, and it was like listening to what others say. So or, you know, trying something, a suggestion. And so, you know, one of my... Getting curious. Getting curious. And, you know, my sister was like, you need to go sit outside. I'm like, fuck, why? To get some, like, vitamin D. Can I just take some vitamin D? No, you got to go sit outside. Okay. (laughs) So I go sit outside. I'm sitting outside. Am I done yet? You know, this just resistant to, you know, any sort of suggestion. And, you know, one of my friends was like, go back to the VA, go back to them and say, listen, I'm not getting well. You guys need to come up with something else. 
And I did. I went through this whole series of tests and, you know, went to the allergist and all this. Other, and they were like, they couldn't say that they thought it was COVID long haulers because I never tested positive. But this allergist said, your body is just going to have to heal. I'd never had a physician say that to me before. And so that's when I got Georgie involved. And, you know, I got her to help me with my mind. And like, so I brought in, you know, I investigated, you know, there's a phrase in the big book of AA, contempt prior to investigation. You know, where we, like this thing where, oh no, I'm never going to do that. Versus getting curious, let's investigate it. Right. And when I found out that the traditional medical community was like, we're done, we have no more help for you, then that's when I was like, I've got to go outside of this and figure out some other stuff. And I started eating better, you know, being almost completely vegan, you know, just trying different things. And so I believe that probably that the illness was already resolving. But, you know, and I'm not 100% Elizabeth, I still have some you know, chest stuff and some uh, wheezing and stuff like that, but I'm way, way better than I was. And so reclaiming that was a process of listening to myself, listening to others, and trying something new, and then finding something that worked. So I guess the piece of it is what is the biggest piece of reclaiming my power is not giving up and knowing that it's possible to reclaim my power. I think that's so lovely and so true. And I think it's really good around, you know, even if we go back to, um, you know, what we did last week and we talked to Mary and Mary's story about money and how, you know, she, I know like um, from working with Mary, there was a lot, many, many times when she was just like, I'm just going to have to pay this, you know, it's going to, it's going to all end up on me. And instead, you know, I was, you don't know that, you know, let's not make up these stories. Let's, let's, you know, stay in this other place where, you know, may it, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, you don't know what's going to happen here. And so that's, there's a lot of that too, which I think we all do. We make up these stories, you know, I'm going to get fired. (laughs) I thought I was going to get fired, listeners. I thought I, I thought I had to resign from my position this week because I got overly dramatic about some shit that wasn't even true. And I thought, oh, my God, I've made this horrible mistake and I was going to fall on my own knife. And, you know, and my boss was like, you are crazy. You did not make any mistakes, you know. Anyway, that's an aside. But, you know, the piece of it, Elizabeth... Well, but it's not, because I think that you, you know, I think it's really a good lesson for you to know, like, you know, prior to, like, you know, taking that dramatic of action is, like, maybe (laughs) getting curious... Is this real? Is this real? And the other thing, the the other thing that, you know, both of us have done and the other two examples, like in your illness and in my dating is to seek counsel, you know, to get the input of somebody else. And that for me, MG is so powerful because I don't know everything. And I, the, I, I admit it like right here, I do not know. And I'm not going to claim to be an expert. I can I can really, I mean, sponsor the hell out of someone else, but I cannot sponsor myself. Well, and that's, and that's, the a, truth. That's, a, that's by design, Elizabeth. I know. 
And that's why I just love recovery and I love how program works. And let me tell you, listener, I've investigated a lot of modalities for healing. I feel like therapy is key. I feel like recovery is key. But there's a piece of it where we get to do this self-examination. And the whole program is about reclaiming our power. Right? And you mentioned something else about resistance. I wrote it down because I wanted to mention that for me, that is like a huge piece of claiming reclaiming my power if i am in a place of resistance okay so like when sponsor says like well maybe you could reach out to him like why would you sit around and wait for him and i'm like oh man you know well i make up all these stories that the kind of guy that i want is you know and i don't know that i don't know and it's okay like i get it like men at my age we're not, you know, I don't need a man to come in and, you know, sweep me off my feet and take care of me and pay for everything and set up a house and make babies. I don't want any part of that. I want a partner. And so why can't I text him and say, hey, you know, I had a really, I enjoyed meeting you. I'd like to do it again. Why can't I do that? Rather than sit around and wait for him. And it's true with you. Like, I don't like the way this recovery and my illness is going. So I'm going to do these other things. And it's claiming it, it does. It like, it, it, it puts the, the ball and the power back in your court. And when we bring it back to recovery, you know, the first, you know, step, we admitted we were powerless. We come into this not having any power. And we are at a loss about what to do because, you know, my way clearly didn't work. And so we come into it and it's like this big mystery. How do we do it? And, you know, reclaiming our power is step one. We admit it. Fuck, you know, I can't. And step two, uh, God can. Really? Three, I'll let, well, I'll let God. Make a decision. Right. We made a decision. Make it, make a decision. Yes. So, and then there's everything else after that. It, 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 it keeps you in this place where, and I really, you know, to be honest, I don't like that. We admitted we were powerless. I was, but I'm not now, you know, and that's what the program does. That's what these types of things do for me. It makes me so that I'm not powerless but rather I'm empowered and don't have to give. And that's, you know, going back to your, um, your thing with your boss, you know, we go into these, you know, scenarios in our head and it's very, um, Southern bell kind of thing where like, Oh, I'm a woman and I fucked up. So he's going to fire me, you know? And so I'm just going to get out now. And but here was the here was the, the the positive piece of that. I felt like such shit that I'd made this hundred thousand dollar mistake, and I was I couldn't work. I was like sitting there at my desk thinking, "Oh my god!" Because he was at my desk and he saw this form that I'd filled out, and I was like, "Oh my god, we could have gotten more money for our PPP loan." He goes, "Don't tell me that." And he walked out of my office. I'm like, "Oh my god, he's mad at me." And then I was like, oh my God, I've made this huge mistake. 
and oh my God, and oh my God, and oh my God. And it's like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I, I gotta, I gotta. How much time between that and writing the letter? Huh? How much time was there between the, the, that encounter and you wrote the letter? Like 10 minutes. Because here's the deal. I want to I'm get gonna out of I'm going to say something right here. Like, I'm going to just tell call your call your sponsor. I, I reached out Jesus to my friend. Who, I reached out to my friend who works in HR. She's a VP of HR. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I did something wrong. I said, you know, I want to give a resignation letter. She goes, I, I, I'll call you after two. And this is like one. And so I just thought, let me just go ahead and do it. And so I can't I wait. It. I can't wait. Because I want to get out Cut of my Cut my pain. head off right now. Yeah, that's right. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. I don't want to be in pain anymore. I'm an addict. And so I went and put it on his desk, and he goes, what is this? And I said, I think I've made a horrible, horrible mistake. I said, I think I've cost you $100,000. He goes, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I miscalculated the loan. He goes, wait a minute. You know, he's a very pragmatic, very practical person. He goes, no, 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 no. We didn't. We did it right. You know, and so I, I was just like so wrecked. He was like, go back, look at your documents. You know, we're fine. And I did. And, you know, and he just said, you're crazy. And he like handed me my letter and like, you know, said, you know, get out of here. And, you know, and so I did. I took that letter and I was like, oh, my God. And the, the piece of it was that if I hadn't said anything, I would have sat with that feeling of being a piece of shit and like waiting for him to fire me every day. Is he going to fire me today? Is he going to fire me today? When is he going to fire me? Because I've made this huge mistake. So a piece of this, and listeners, I do recommend that you do, you know, some investigation <laughs> prior to <laughs> contemptuously. Writing your resignation letter. Writing your resignation letter. So, you know, but I didn't want to stay in that place anymore because I'm but so and it, and it did work really good. I really, you know, I really kind of love him even more. And I've, you know, her, MG and I have had many conversations about this particular boss. And every time he comes back, it's like, you know, um, the one, one, I, one of my other favorite ones is the roach in the boxes in the bathroom thing, you know, and he, every time he comes through, you know, he, he shows up like a, like a good guy. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's empowerment in that as well. Like, you know, he, and, and in even just the ripping up of the letter that he needs you, you know, and values you, you know? And the piece of it that I also got to is that, you know, he had a part in that as well. And when I finally looked through all my email and I realized that we had done our correct numbers, we figured it out properly He's not going to let me fail. He's right. got an eagle eye, and he's going to say, wait a minute, this isn't right. And, you know, he, he's very responsible like that. And so it's like I'm working with someone that's going to, you know, be an advocate for me too. That's right. not going to, uh, you know, let me fail at that level. So, so you know, reclaiming our power is a process. We know how to do it using the steps therapy, talking it out amongst ourselves, listening, being willing to do something different, and uh, and then trying it. And now I feel like, for the most part, I live in my power. Sometimes I forget it. 
I feel like I do too. And then I think too, like the other thing is, is, you know, with the resistance piece of it is, you know, sometimes we stay stuck in a pattern, you know, um, sort of like my thing with like, no, the guy reaches out. I only want to date men that ask me out, you know, and you know, why? What's the story I make up about that? Like, I don't have to stay in that, you know? And that's the beauty of, you know, taking, you know, when I came in, it was, there was no question this was necessary for me, you know? I was distraught. I was like in despair, but I'm not now. And I, I did, I'm not powerless. I did reclaim my power by getting a sponsor and working the steps and going to meetings and then giving it all away again by sponsoring others, you know, working the program. And now it's like, I can do that same thing in little mini ways, you know, like little mini, like, okay, you know, I'm feeling like powerless. How can I get my power back? You know, and for you, it was, you needed to do something and you wrote the letter and gave it to him. It like, it sort of went like, I just, you know, I, I, I fucked up and I don't know what to do, you know? And, yeah. And, and I wanted to get unstuck quickly. And I think that that's the right. piece of it that when I feel disempowered, like I, I love what you were saying that, you know, we get into these patterns and, you know, especially, you know, being sick for over a year, I was like, there's just no way out of it. And so there's this depressive piece of it when we get stuck in a pattern that there is no way out, that this isn't going to change. And ultimately it usually does. I'm not going to say always, but you know, for the most part, it has at least in my life. It has in mine, and I can say always, and it is so much right here, you know? When is he going to call me? Why doesn't he love me? Why doesn't he want me? Why doesn't he, na, 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 na. But once I get out of that, then I'm like, well, I don't love him, really, you know, and don't want that, you know? I want something completely different. And the same thing is true with the parameters. Like, I don't want to date a man that doesn't, you know, invite me out or doesn't reach out to me first. What do I care? You know, well, that because doesn't... don't you want a more equitable relationship? Where exactly. Is, Exa- I do. I that's exactly what I want. I don't want somebody. I don't want somebody who's going to call me little lady and you know, bless her heart and that kind of stuff. I want to say I want somebody to you know, what? Where do you want to go on vacation this year? You know, do you want to go here? Do you like road trips? Do you you know? I want something where there's exactly this perfect word is equitable and perhaps elizabeth you know maybe of course this guy's got his own story and his own thinking it's like you know these bitches never call me back who knows you know and then it's like there you go you he's like well hey i really like her she's like you know giving me some good well the other thing and as far as like dating the men that i feel like that i get that really that I feel like my energy matches. And I knew right away that I liked him. You know, I knew as soon as I met him, those are few and far between in my age bracket, you know? And so if I like one of them, I need to like, you know, go there and explore it and see, can we go further? Get curious. Oh, get curious. (laughs) Well, listeners, This is going to be a quickie, but I feel like it's good. And I feel like we've, uh, you know, it's helped me to like kind of talk this stuff through about 
how we reclaim our power, how we stay in our power. It's an ongoing process for me. It I is. We're going to, you know, they're going to be dumping dirt on my coffin and I'll still be working through an issue. And, uh, and I think that that's, you know, life on life's terms. And I think too, like, I would encourage you to look, is there resistance and are you making up stories, you know? And those stories, they usually come from my, our childhood, from our inner child. And, you know, there's ways that you can work through those. And that goes back to the beginning, like, you know, therapy. And there's a whole bunch of modalities that you can use to, and that's kind of necessary in sly I find. You know, if you're here and you're new and you feel powerless, the first thing to do is to get a sponsor, get a regular meeting that you go to, build a tribe and start working the steps and stop making up stories, bitch, you know? Right. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank Thank you, you. listeners. And uh, Elizabeth, talk to me about this coffee shop you like to go to. Oh, Pure Coffee. I love Pure Coffee. If you want to run into me in Houston, I'm there every morning right about 8 a.m. I try to be there a little before, like 10 till, but it's usually, you know, 10 minutes. But they have the best coffee. And it's owned by my son, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but and I, but I they really do they have really good prices and they have really good coffee and uh, it's a hopping little place. There's one off of I-10 um, called Pura Coffee and he has another one in Missouri City uh, called Birdhouse Coffee and they they'd love to see you if you go in there mention Sober Sisters Talk or Elizabeth Pudwell and you'll get a discount. Yeah. Okay, dear. Thank you. Thank Until you. next week. Till the next time. Thank you for listening to the Sober Sisters Talk podcast. To find our podcast, we're at www.sobersisterstalk.com. We're also on Apple iTunes and on Facebook. See you next week.